My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. Perhaps we have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily. We just spent the last hour going through testimony, and we have in studio, and, and, and guys, what, no? Okay, we have in studio um, Dallas. Now, Dallas has, for those of you that don't know, you, you'll be able to, it, there's, there's a difference in, in how Dallas went about things with the, county, with the Secretary of State of Colorado, but the reason why this is, is so important is that we already have all the evidence, we already all have all the evidence, and what Dallas has been able to do specifically is put all that evidence into a concise manner of what's happened in his county. He's a county clerk and recorder for Elbert County. And um, without any more, let's bring Dallas on. Dallas, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, there you go. Now you can talk. Now I can talk. Thank you. I appreciate being here. Um, so first of all, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Well, I uh, am the clerk and quarter in Elbert County. Um, I was appointed uh, way back in September of 13 when there was a, a vacancy in the position. Um, and then I have uh, subsequently ran in 2014 and 2018 uh, unopposed uh, for the clerk and quarter uh, position in, in Elbert County. Um, you know, you've done this for some time. You, you have an understanding of elections. And... Uh, Let's just start by what did you discover? Like just the, the basic 40,000 feet. What have you discovered that concerns you? Well, what concerns me is a lack of transparency that we've been looking for and asking for. Um, and it just seems like every time that we go down a road trying to uh, find an answer, uh, we end up with a roadblock um, you know, from the Secretary of State's office. Uh, you can't do this. You can't do that. Um, and we're just looking for uh, transparency, uh, honesty. Uh, what what happened? That's we're looking for truth, and that's the the bottom line and where we're looking what we're looking for. So, you, you talk about transparency in the in the election. Um, but you're the county clerk and recorder. So, is the, are you saying that the election are not transparent for you either? There are certain aspects that uh, we do not have access to, uh, to be able to verify. Um, as I gave in my uh, speech uh, last Thursday, uh, with the known, now known, um, wireless devices embedded in all the, the equipment, um, I think it's imperative uh, that clerk and recorders 
are able to make sure that there was no outside intrusion if those are, are, are in the, the system. And uh, the only way we can get at that is to do a log on the operating system, and um, we are, we've been blocked at every, every avenue to do that. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a pointed question, then I'm going to ask you some more questions. I'm going to slow this down a little bit. Uh, do you trust the election system that you have to put out there to the people in Elbert County? In Elbert County, uh, we do go the extra mile uh, to make sure that what our results are, are true and accurate. And so starting uh, with the 2020 uh, presidential election, uh, we've also conducted uh, hand counts uh, to verify the machine count. Uh, we did that a year ago in May. Uh, we did it just this past spring uh, with our Elizabeth Peck Park and Rec uh, election. Um, every time we've, we found no, no problems. Um, any problem, we've had three discrepancies in the presidential uh, election, and it was all uh, due to uh, human error. We could uh, definitely point to that. It wasn't a scanning issue. Uh, same thing with the park and rec. But we made the, the promise to our, our citizens uh, for every election that we conduct in 2021, we will do a hand count to verify uh, that, that machine count. And, uh, and with us not being able to look into the backside of things to see what, uh, it, what and if anybody has come in uh, from the outside, uh, to me, that's the only way that I can go about verifying what has happened in Elbert County is in the reports we have are, are true and accurate. So that, that's the, the piece where the, the machines are not transparent. And so there's a part of this that's hidden behind the wall. Yes. And you're being told you just have to trust the wall. Yes. Well, when it comes to the, the, the livelihoods of Americans, and especially seeing what's happening in our economy and what's happening in our country, and the degradation we've had in every ethical and moral category across the board. Um, could you 100% if you had to stand up there and say that this is a true and accurate depiction of what's happening in our country, would you be able to do that? Well, I, I've, we've been very um, deliberate in saying uh, we know what happens in Elbert County. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I assume that what happens in other counties. Um, I, I don't know what goes on across the, the nation. Um, there are certainly some things that bring questions to mind. Um, I'd certainly like to be able to sit down with those other election officials and, and have them uh, answer some questions or things that pop into my mind. You know, how do you balance at night? If this is uh, the numbers that we're receiving, how did you balance at night? And different uh, things like that that really I would love to be able to talk about, but uh, we, you know, that's just one thing we can't do is go across the country and, and interview everybody. I'd, I would like to have some questions answered. but. Um, so what we can really focus on is Elbert County and what we've done, and we do everything we can uh, to assure our citizens in Elbert County that uh, what, what numbers we report on election night and, and, and what we certify is true and accurate. All right. So, so tell, me, tell me a little bit uh, about you. I think that everyone's interested in, in who you are specifically. And uh, I, I just want to bring this up. You've been married for a few years. Uh, yes, uh, my wife and I just uh, celebrated our 30th uh, wedding anniversary this past June. And uh, you you gave your life to Jesus in just a year ago or something? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not, not, not just a year ago. Uh, March 17th, 1984, uh, today I always remember. Um, I was 12 years old, uh, almost 12 years old. Uh, but I knew that was a decision that uh, was important uh, to me, something I knew, wanted to do. Um, and it has served me well uh, to have uh, Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Amen to that. Um, can you give us a little bit of a landscape behind Elbert County? Like, what does Elbert County look like in Colorado? 
Uh, Elbert County is uh, a largely rural uh, county. Uh, mm -hmm. We are experiencing a lot of growth at this at this time. Uh, some of the spillover from the surrounding areas. Um, we have some some bigger subdivisions that are coming in uh, on our northwest uh, part of our our county, uh, but still largely a rural county. Uh, very uh, a red, very red county. Um, a little over ten thousand uh, Republican uh, registered voters. Uh, a little right around two thousand, a little bit more uh, Democratic registered voters, and the rest are unaffiliated. We have a little over twenty thousand uh, active voters. Uh, so we are a very red county, um, and we. Um, it, it serves our population well. Uh, we are very um, hardworking, uh, have a lot of farms, ranchers, probably more, more cattle than people, uh, and that's what, uh, what we are in Elbert County. Um, so I, I, now I want to walk through what you did. I mean, there was a little bit of a, there was a lawsuit that was filed, and you did the, in the presentation that we just actually um, broadcast, um, you talked about the decision to image or not to image. Tell, tell us about it. what led up to that decision and and uh yeah so there were three th main things that as we were going through uh the summer uh, of questions that came up uh, that made it to me quite uh evident that uh it was my duty to make those those images to retain those election records uh one of the first things was the the questions about whether or not pro v and v was a certified um, a company to uh, certify those those systems, uh, certified VSTL. Mm -hmm. um, I know that a lot of people say, "Oh, that's been debunked. It's all been been gone away. It's it's nothing." Um, but I, I still haven't seen the the documentation on that. Um, it's just. Well, a, well, uh, wait, hold on a second. You haven't seen the documentation that the machines are certified through Pro V and V. I've not the seen that uh, Pro V and V has their sort of their certificate, their accreditation. So, and who hires Pro V and V? This will be interesting. Yeah, so the the vendors, uh, they all they um, Dominion would be involved with that. Um, to so, have that. so they they certify themselves. Uh, essentially, there is mm, interesting. Know. <laughs> I, I mean, I I mean, yep. I, at I, the end of the day, I, I, I really like you. the police myself. Yes, and this is what it would sound like. Uh, uh, Joe, please, will you give me your ID and your insurance and your, you know, you were doing 85 and a 55, and I would go, hey, I was not doing 85 and a 55, I was doing 55 and a 55, I saw the, the cruise control. Uh, no, Joe, you were doing 85 and a 55, I'm telling you I saw that. It's like having something on both shoulders, mm -hmm. right? I did not steal the election. Yes, you did. I did not. Yes, you did. Well, let me show you my certification. <laughs> I know, that's right. <laughs> I should do voices. That's what I'll do there next. Right, Mr. Yeah. Producer? We'll do voices. Yeah, it'll be your third, your what? Fourth career? Fourth career. Fourth career. Yeah. So um, so that was a question, um, obviously, and I went through that pretty extensively in the presentation um, on whether or not it, it, they had an expiration or a revocation, uh, all that. The other thing uh, was became widely uh, known and acknowledged that there were wireless devices in all our equipment. Um, and I've, I've learned and, and heard from other IT experts that if there are wireless devices in there, um, then they are vulnerable. It's just a, a bottom line. And then thirdly was the paper that the U.S. Justice Department put out uh, in July of uh, last year uh, made it pretty, pretty clear uh, that it was my duty to uh, retain all records, uh, digital and paper. And so that... Those things were what led up to the decision that uh, we had to uh, go ahead and make that digital image. Okay, so you made a digital image. Um, 
you don't know about the Pro VMV, um, whether or not they're certified. You have the image, and then you took the image. That was on August 26, 2021. Is that correct? Correct, yes. How in the world, how did you do the image machines? Did you do it yourself? We did. Uh, we did it completely under surveillance. Uh, my uh, elections manager and myself, uh, Rhonda Braun, uh, were there. We did the, the images. Um, we had, uh, it's, it's well documented in the, in the court case and everything we put out. Uh, we did have some uh, expert advice uh, coming through uh, text messages. Uh, the Secretary of State's requested all those. They have all that. Um, and we had a, a machine uh, that was designed to make forensic images. And uh, it was um, relatively easy to do once we'd gone through uh, one drive. Uh, to go ahead and, and do the other drives. Uh, later, than, later on, while we still had possession of that machine, uh, we made a copy of the copy. So we had two, uh, two images, uh, identical images. Okay, so you made two identical images? Yes. Um, you maintained you were above reproach, and uh, is that what you did then? Is that considered illegal today? If uh, you were to do that again today, would that be illegal? Yes, yeah, so it would be against election rule. And election rules that uh, people didn't vote for. The Secretary of State just waved, <laughs> waved their wand and said, this is going to now be illegal. Correct. And so there's, um, uh, the Secretary has put out a lot of emergency rules. Everything's an emergency right now. Uh, and so this past spring, there was an emergency rule uh, that were put out. Um, I testified in, the, in that uh, ruling, uh, my opposition to that. Um, but it, it did go into effect. <coughs> Why are you opposed to it? Well, I think that we need to be able to have uh, outside uh, people that can actually come in and, and do an evaluation. Um, it, it's important that, that we do that. Uh, we are the only industry, the only business, whatever you want to call us, um, that doesn't have an outside audit. Can you imagine a, any type of a public company, any type of an organization uh, that deals with anything that uh, financial or something as serious as elections um, that at the end of the day, we look at our own equipment and we look at our own uh, data, we show it to the canvas board and say, see, we did it all right, now you can sign off on it. Um, but to be able to have that opportunity, I'm not saying we do it every election, but to, we need to have that opportunity uh, that if we, we decide we want to have an outside expert to come out and look at our, our equipment, that we should have that opportunity to do so. I don't think that's unreasonable. Okay, so you, I mean, I think you're right. By the way, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with. I, I think that it would be overly burdensome to have to do it on every election. But it, if if it certainly does not follow, and you can't trust the, I, I don't believe that you can trust the uh, the um, what are they called the polls anymore because they're all skewed. They're all a lie, right? They make up whatever they want. But I think you should have the ability to do it. But I think that the only reason that you're having to do it right now, anyway is because nobody trusts it. There's a lack of trust, there's a lack of transparency. And now I think that transparency has gotten even worse, hasn't it? Well, it, it seems that way. Um, anytime that we've, we've tried to uh, go, w go and work with the secretary uh, to try and, and, and work with them and, and see what's really here, uh, they say no. Uh, part of their uh, new, one of the other emergency rules said that we couldn't make a, uh, a digital image without their permission. I wrote a letter. Uh, this past springs asking to do that um, you know let's work in conjunction let's work together um, and see how what what's really there 
and uh, that that was denied. So okay, you you were denied to make an image so that you could check into the veracity of the election results in Elbert County. Correct. And they said no. They said no. And nobody came in to do that image other than you. I mean, you didn't do it then, but nobody came in to say, hey, look, well, we're going to do an image. That's probably a good idea. Let's just do it. No. So they're not even trying to look under the hood, which means they're, they know. They have to know something is wrong because otherwise, why would you not look under the hood? Why would you not check into and check the veracity or the, the legitimacy of an election of the voice of the people within your county? It seems like a fairly straightforward uh, way to put to get uh, to bed all the controversy, right? Let's let's look at it and and see what's there. You you know that they did the same thing in Venezuela. They did the same thing in Mongolia. They did the same thing in India. There's countries all over the world that have faced the same problem that we have today. That no one believed that any of it was true, and they knew it wasn't true. And all of those countries, not those that I mentioned, but some of those countries that I mentioned, all face the same thing, and that is an immediate dive into social depravity, mm -hmm. economic depravity, haven't they? That, that's what's happened in those places, yes. All right, so let's, let's, let's I, got, I got lots of questions. So the state learned about what you did through a lawsuit. Correct. So you filed a lawsuit, did what you want, you went in and took an image. Now they wanted to come in and just hammer you. Yeah they, yeah, they would like to. Um, and so last fall, we heard a lot of noise from the Secretary of State about the images you took. Um, what was her reaction? when? Did you have a chance to have a conversation with her? What was her reaction? <laughs> no, we've never had a conversation about the drives. Um, our, our lawsuit was um, in conjunction with three uh, county commissioners, uh, the clerk and recorder of Douglas County, um, Ron Hanks, uh, later uh, withdrew from the, the case for his Senate race. Uh, but we had several issues that we brought forth uh, in that lawsuit, uh, questions that we had, what some of them we've talked about already, the Pro-VMV, did uh, Dominion meet the, the VSS standards? Uh, we had questions on a couple of the, the rules. And uh, during that time of, of disclosure, uh, because the, my, my um, goal the whole time has been to to follow the law, to do what's right, and to get a, a judge somewhere uh, that will say, you know what, we really need to look into these drives and get a court order to be able to do that. And so in the middle of, of all the disclosures with that lawsuit, um, we made the decision that we would make the, the, the disclosure to everybody um, that we did have those drives. And uh, uh, Secretary of State's office was not really happy about that. So you took, you, you did an image and then you made sure they were under lock and key. Yes. Uh, so there was, what, what actions did she take against you personally? Well, she had uh, issued uh, some election orders. I think Elbert County has a majority of election orders that's been issued in the last 18 months uh, issued against us. Um, but she wanted to have a lot of questions answered and how we did it and, and why we did it and, and uh, the video surveillance and all those things, and, and we complied with a lot of it. Uh, we gave her everything uh, that we felt was, was reasonable um, and as far as showing that uh, we did nothing wrong, um, that we, we had followed uh, procedures like we should, followed chain of custody, uh, but she wasn't uh, satisfied with that. Her, the goal all along from them was to take possession of the drives. So they filed, and this is where I get into the, the state being as corrupt, or the, the judiciary being as corrupt, because there's some, there's some questions now on that, what happened after this. So they, 
so, so what is, you, were you forced to give over the images? Yeah, so uh, we, uh, we disobeyed her election orders, and uh, so she filed suit against us. It was in Elbert County District Court. Right. Um, we had a tremendous uh, pouring, outpouring of, of support. Uh, the, the courtroom was full. Uh, it was so full they had uh, people had to sit in the jury box uh, to, to witness the, the proceedings. And uh, at, at the end of the, the uh, hearing, uh, the judge uh, didn't make a final decision, uh, but instead issued it uh, three hours later uh, gave it to, uh, submitted it to my uh, attorney. And that uh, uh, hearing, uh, what he, he said we had to do was to turn those uh, drives over uh, to the Secretary of State's office. Okay, so, so the, the judge in this case handed the weapon the apparent the 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 smoking gun let's let's call it right and i'm not saying it was smoking but you handed it over to the person who has shown herself to not really be all that ethical um what did she do with them i don't know so no transparency for the people of colorado i uh, uh, i'm in the process of trying to uh uh, inform them that as still the designated elected official in Elbert County, those are still my responsibility uh, to take care of those election records, and that it, according to that Justice Department paper that uh, I referred to earlier, um, it does make provisions uh, if someone else is in possession of those drives, uh, that I have every right to go and inspect those and make sure that they're uh, being maintained as they should. Um, so I've requested that from the Secretary of State's office. I also requested uh, that they maintain those records past the 25 months of what Colorado law is on those election records because um, Elbert County would like to keep those longer than 25. Uh, 25 is just the minimum. Uh, we can certainly keep election records longer if we want to, and I told them that we wanted to, to maintain those uh, for a longer period of time, and I have not heard, heard back from them uh, from my initial letter. Uh, there will be another letter going out this week. Okay, so th what did she do with your initial letter you sent her? I uh, never heard anything back. They ignored it, right? Yep. Yeah, because she's above the law, I think. Do you get that feeling? I mean, as a as an elected official that represents your constituents, do you get the feeling that she feels like she's uh, that you're a peasant? Well, she definitely thinks that uh, she's superior. Um, that's what the the judge said in uh, our court case that she has uh, she's a superior agency, and so we must, uh, I guess, uh, obey her. Do you think you should have to obey her? Well, as an independent elected official, I have certain statutorily uh, duties and responsibilities. Uh, that I should be able to maintain uh, outside of her uh, authority, and one of which is that, uh, and even the Secretary of State's office many times repeats this, that we are the chief custodian of all election records, and it's our responsibility, and uh, that's been taken from me. Okay, so so let's let's. I'm going to back up a little bit. You've you've stood up. There's other county clerks and recorders that are kind of going along with this as well in Colorado, and just gathering information. Um, from from meetings that, that they've had with a man named Matt Crane. You know Matt Crane? I do. And, you know, Matt's another one of the nothing to see here, uh, admonishing Tina, anyone that does anything. Have you had conversations with, with Matt since you made the uh, images? Um, briefly, um, Matt and I have always had a good relationship. We've had a good working relationship. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, we obviously disagree on some things uh, on what should happen, um, but we were able to maintain uh, that uh, professional relationship, uh, friendship, um, you know, even uh, when we have the disagreement. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm 
um, even at our, our conference here a week ago, you know, we had a good time with Matt. So we just have disagreement on, on some things. All right. And how did he, did, was he warm to you, cold to you? Yeah, we were fine. We had a good conversation. Um, I pulled him aside actually at uh, one point and um, said, I think you need to get the um, parties, uh, both parties involved um, and really explain to party chairs what their role is and the, re the relationship that they should have uh, with their clerk and recorders um, because it seems like uh, the Republican clerks get uh, nailed pretty hard by the Democratic uh, party chairs and vice versa. The Democratic clerks get nailed pretty hard by the Republican uh, clerks and it, part of it is that uh, the, the full scope of the roles and responsibilities of each, each person is not known. And so I told Matt, I said, we need to get together with uh, those party state parties and let them know uh, the, the association needs to, to talk with both sides and say, here's, here's a boundary line. Here's something you can do. Here's something you can't do. And, and he was open to that. I thought it was a good idea. So, yeah, we've, we've had, a, had a fine relationship with Matt. We just disagree over this. <sighs> you just had a county clerk association meeting. Yes. And... Um, you had a guy named David Becker that spoke there. He was you? there, yes. Yeah. Do you know a lot about David Becker? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, I've learned more since, um, but it, uh, he certainly looks like he has his fingers in a lot of pies. Well, for those of you that don't know, tell everyone a little bit of what you've uh, learned about him. Well, he's um, been involved in a lot of different uh, election things, the EAC for a while. Mm -hmm. um, he has been uh, in a lot of the, the NGOs uh, working on election side um, and, and just seems to, to pop up uh, in a lot of different areas, uh, supposedly nonpartisan, uh, but doesn't seem like the results are, are such. Yeah, so the, you know, it, he worked for um, and was able to put together the system that we use across multiple states called the ERIC system, the E-R-I-C, that's the Electronic Registration Information Center, um, prior to his time at, because he was with Pew, and he's the one that developed that system. Um, he now sits as the co-founder and executive director of a left-leaning election law advocate, advocacy center, the Center for Election and Innovation Research, the SEER office. Um, and then uh, prior to his time there, he was the director of People for the America Way, again, a radical left organization, and then uh, worked as a, as a litigator for the U.S. Department of Justice. Um, it, I, th this is the guy that came in to talk to all the county clerks and recorders. Uh, yes, it is. And uh, the panel that uh, he was on when he presented to us, um, also included uh, Bill Gates uh, from Arizona. Um, they both of them were on the panel together. Bill Gates was on the like Bill Gates. Yeah, well, yeah, not the computer guy Bill Gates, but the Bill Gates from uh, Maricopa County. Maricopa County, yes. Mm -hmm. The he was the electronics or election supervisor. Yes. Yeah. And um, where was this ha held at? Where was this? Where was this um, association was uh, conference up in Salida. <sighs> Salida. Where have I heard that before? Dallas, I'm, 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 my, my mind is not, hold on, it's coming to me. Hold on. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Nope, I, I've got it. I've got it. Isn't that where Eric Coomer lives? Uh, I've, I've heard that. Hmm. Did you guys go to his restaurant and hang out there a little bit? Uh, I mean, I, maybe, I don't know. Which one he's got. Uh, um, no, it's it's uh, it's fairly common. We bounce around uh, the association uh, conferences, uh, bounce around throughout the state. So um, 
you know, it's the second time that I've been in Salida with a conference in the 2018, years, right? Yeah. 2018 was the, the other one. Yeah. Yeah. I think you guys had a barbecue at Eric Coomer's house. Oh, was that what that was? Yeah. Was that a barbecue? 2018? I think it was a barbecue. I've only seen the pictures, so it, it looked like a barbecue to me. Maybe it was a beer fest. I haven't, I don't know. I, I mean, if I was Eric Becker and I worked for a left-leaning organization and I wanted to get next to a guy that was on a call that said, you know, braggadociously that he was going to make sure Trump won, and then Trump didn't win, I'd probably want to go visit him too, maybe bring him a couple suitcases of cash. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that happened. I don't know if that happened. I'm just, I'm just you know, this, this is a theory, I think. It's throwing it out there a little bit. I mean, they theorize about me quite a bit. They've made <laughs> up all sorts of salacious things about me. Um, but I like the, the, the stories that actually print, uh, paint me as being seven feet tall mm-hmm. and able to, with my eyes, guide people to do things all over the world. Well, isn't that That's, what you do? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, I guess. I mean, they said it, so it must be true. <laughs> okay. You're William Wallace incarnate. <laughs> You're not William Wallace. <laughs> He's seven feet tall. It can knock down everyone with a glance. <laughs> <laughs> he blows and people fall to the ground. No, I'm not William Wallace. I, I'm not seven feet tall, but I'm not that far. I'm farther than, than, than Mel Gibson is to being seven feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> You're still not seven feet tall. No, no. But I'm pretty close to having washboard abs. I'm, I've been working on this for the last five months. Sorry, we, we have this joke because they have to listen to me in the morning when I work out at 7 mm. o'clock. Uh, well, add some levity to this. People are like, prove it. <laughs> Negative. <laughs> <laughs> I will not prove it on this. I will not. I will not. Okay, do we know who invited David Becker? I do not know. Um, I would assume it was from the association, but I, I mm. don't know. Who runs the association? Um, well, it's a... a <laughs> Matt uh, Crane is the executive director, and then there is an executive board uh, made up of county clerks. All right. So I often say, you know, I get under attack a lot. And, um, you know, prior to all this, Dallas, I, I did not have a dog in the hunt, Republican or Democrat. You know, I sat on very left-leaning boards. I contributed in a lot of different ways. I helped with incarcerated youth. I, I mentored young men specifically on how to get out of this, this circle of uh, a lack of hope. Um, I've been heavily involved in education, but so I didn't really care about the Democrat and Republican. I would, I would call my lefty friends lefty. What's up, lefty? I, I had a, a tendency to call some of my writer-leaning people Democrats just to make fun of them because they, you know, th- this has been going on for years. People having all of these, these, uh, you know, drawing lines in the sand. I didn't realize how much though that being an example, a Christian conservative, was going to come back and bite me. And doing all these things because, you know, then all of a sudden it became the oh my gosh you're you're a right wing now I'm a conspiracy theorist um, you're a right wing guy well they all knew I was a right wing guy when they got me because they're like we want a Christian conservative on the on the board we know that you've proven your fruit shows that you've proven that you care about others um, but now it's it's not people are choosing sides to the point of right or wrong good or evil. And the, the Democrat line seems to have a lot of people on it that, I, that you have to question basic humanity with those people. Well, our, it's no doubt our, our society has become more fragmented and uh, very polarized. And, um, you know, I've, I've never shied away from uh, letting people know that I'm a Christian. Um, and, you know, that's just 
it's part of who I am, um, and you need to. If, if you're going to be dealing with me, you need to know uh, who I am. Um, that that definitely comes under attack uh, more and more these days. Um, but it is a, it's just a fact, and our our society has become um, just that more polarization has taken place, and uh, it's 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 to our detriment of our country, really is. You know, I, I laugh and crack jokes about being from the south side of heaven. I mean, I'm, you know, hang out down south. No, I'm just kidding. What I, what I mean by that is that, that I just, I, I don't have the same temperament. Like, I'm, I'm not one that will walk away from a fight. Although, I have walked away from fights, but, I, but I've, I've been one that has fought for other people, and sometimes physically fought for other people. Um, and... Uh, when you're standing on the side of, of being a Christian, it becomes very difficult because you have to find a place where forgiveness becomes the ultimate goal, right? So even though you know they're doing something wrong, even though you know they're acting like a trash heap, my word, not yours. So all those, Dallas didn't call anybody a trash heap. I did. <laughs> I like using that word trash heap. Hey, I've gotten better, though. I don't cuss a lot, right? I've gotten better. You've had to bleep like two words in two weeks or three weeks, four weeks. No, you Five have weeks. definitely improved. Believe me, this side of the of the room appreciates you. <laughs> um, it's hard because you came under attack, and yet you've you've kept this just amazing, consistent demeanor throughout the whole thing. Well, it's 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 not about me. Um, it, as I said from the beginning, uh, what we're wanting to do is find truth and transparency. And uh, if that means I take a few arrows along the way, uh, so be it. Um, but the the goal needs to be truth, transparency. Uh, when we did the the hand count for the the presidential uh, race in May of twenty one, um, I told our staff, I said we're not looking for a specific outcome. What we're looking for is the truth, uh, good, bad, or ugly, indifferent, whatever it is. Uh, that's what we're looking for, and uh, so we just—that's uh, been our, our guiding light uh, from the beginning. I know it's when you profess to be a Christian, uh, when you're in the public eye, uh, it puts a, a bigger spotlight on you. People always looking for you to uh, trip up, uh, something that they can do to, to nail you with. Um, but that's okay. We we recognize that. We accept that. And uh, you know, as I said uh, Thursday night, uh, I'm not uh, perfect. I make mistakes. I'll I'll make. Plenty of mistakes in the, in the future, uh, but what it means is when I've given my life to Christ, is I'm forgiven for those, and uh, that that becomes a guiding light and uh, really helps you get through the difficult times uh, when you are attacked. Um, you're right, and uh, you know it's been a struggle for me, but I think that overall we we close out this show on in prayer twice a day, and in doing that we literally push towards. Um, you know, just having more peace, mm-hmm. having more joy. Um, I have a lot of questions related to the special supervisor for Albert, Albert elections. You had a primary election that you just had in June. What was it like for Albert County? Uh, it was fine. Um, everything was good. Um, I had a, a prior uh, knowledge and relationship with the person that the Secretary of State's office sent down. Uh, there was a little question on the uh, definition of, of what it was. Uh, the uh, a supervisor or a watcher or what exactly that was um, but it was fine I still retained complete uh, decision-making authority she was there to observe my decision-making I don't know how she was to do that in my brain but that was what the the rule said um, and and we had a good time it was a re- good relationship uh, with her and uh, while we've not received the official report uh, yet from the Secretary of State's office through 
uh, someone doing a, a Colorado Open Records Act. Uh, we have seen the, the final report. Uh, well, the initial final report, I guess I should say, um, and, and in that, uh, our, our observer said everything was good in, in Elbert. She made a few little uh, suggestions of things we could do to improve, uh, but substantially nothing wrong, no violation of rule or, or law. And uh, so her recommendation was that uh, that election order that put uh, her in place be uh, rescinded. Um, it has not. Um, they sent her back again um, when we had the uh, recall uh, going on with the Secretary of State's race um, and that there's really not a whole lot to see uh, running running ballots back through <laughs> uh, the tabulator uh, but she was there there and I've not seen any report uh, from that either um, but the initial report said everything in Elbert was good we, we can handle things we don't need um, don't need any more help so this is um your Colburn, the, the consultant assigned to Griswold to oversee the Elbert election. Elbert County conducted a day-to-day -day operations of administering the 2022 primary election through election day in substantial compliance with applicable laws and rules. County staff were diligent, thoughtful, and voter focused. The county has implemented compliant processes that could benefit from adopting the best practice recommendations listed above to improve efficiency, accuracy, transparency, and security. Given that the county's observed processes are substantially compliant with applicable laws and rules, and given that Elbert County successfully conducted operations through Election Day during the 2022 primary election, it is my opinion that daily monitoring and oversight is no longer necessary. The county appears well equipped to conduct future elections with current staff facilities and resources. Therefore, it is my recommendation the Secretary terminate her election order 2022-09, dated June 9, 2022 at this time. And that didn't happen. No, no, we've not received notification of that happening. Because you're a peasant. <laughs> peasant, please go back to your room. Well, you didn't receive this from the Secretary of State at all, right? That's correct. Mr. Peasant, I would like it if you would go over there and just trust us to do our job. Sorry. <laughs> just, you I know. just find it fascinating the amount of press releases she likes to do and... Hasn't been one on this that I've seen. They can't bother to give you this report. No, we've not seen a press release. Uh, we've not seen the report. Uh, and I'm sure that uh, Ms. Coburn submitted a, a, uh, another addendum uh, to when she was out there for the recount, and uh, we've not seen that uh, either. Nothing to see here. You shall not get any information from us. Go back over there. The king and queen have spoken. Sorry, I had to do it. I've been wanting to do that all day. Actually, all week. Maybe all year, right? You are full of voices this week. I am. Oh, how about this? Ah, trust the science. Trust the science. Ah, Fauci, Fauci. That's from uh, Jim Brewer. You, do you know who he is? I, no. See, I'm going to get Dallas in a really uncomfortable spot where he starts <laughs> doing voices. And he's like, I got a voice for you. So I used to do this with my kids all the time. They thought it was funny, but... um. All right, I'll, I'll get serious again. We're getting serious. All right, we got it, we got it. Uh, uh, tired of feeling like someone's always watching on the Internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you, IP Vanish is a solution for you. You can use IP Vanish on your, your computer, tablets, phones. You can use it on multiple devices at the same time without sacrificing speed. Um, they're for you, and, and here's the thing. It, it, it blocks advertisers, hackers, um, your ISP, third parties from getting access to information to you, uh, blocks people from getting access to your passwords. All the data is encrypted. And for our listeners, you can get 70% off their yearly plan for listeners with 30-day money-back guarantees. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. 
A disclaimer, if you are using things, True Social, you have to turn off the VPN. If you are using things like uh, vMix, uh, Chevy apps, or things like that. So there are some things that does need a dedicated IP, um, and it recognizes that. So just keep that in mind. So go to ipvanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily, and save your 70% off. You never got a popular report, and you haven't been communicating with Jenna. Have you had any conversation with Jenna since you made the... the um, Image? No, not directly. No, it's she. She sent in her peasant talkers hmm. to talk to the peasants. Yeah, mostly the uh, uh, nice folks from the attorney general's office. Oh, the AG's office. So they like to put your full full court press. Mm-hmm. Like walk in, like bump, bump, mm-hmm. bump. okay. Um, all right. So what's next? You're involved in multiple lawsuits with the Secretary of State. Tell me how the wh- what's going on with those lawsuits. So the uh, ours lawsuit uh, against her. Um, the interesting thing about that uh, court hearing, uh, we had multiple uh, things in that uh, that case. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we had three com- county commissioners um, involved with that as well. Um, it was uh, uh, filed under the APA Administrative uh, Act, and there's a there's a 35 day window in there to, to where it can act uh, to, to for it to take place. Um, three different times, a judge at Denver District Court asked the Attorney General's uh, uh, representatives there uh, what was the triggering event uh, that started the 35-day uh, countdown to where this would would not be able to be uh, heard and uh, three times uh, they were not able to uh, give an answer um, our attorney uh, did give an answer when asked that question um, he said that any of this could have been changed up until the election in November of last year and so in, in our opinion that's when the 35 days started and this was toward the end of November um, but when the, the judge sent his ruling out on that, um, he found the 35 days. And uh, so all that was uh, saying it was past the 35 days that we could bring that court. We still are live in uh, some of those with the uh, ruling, uh, the uh, rules uh, with uh, Clerk Klotz out of uh, Douglas County and myself still challenging those rules. Um, there was a, a filing uh, last week on those. Those are start, that's starting to get uh, ramped back up. Uh, in particular, those two rules are one is whether or not uh, the secretary can uh, remove people from uh, the voter rolls, um, which the we believe the statute's pretty clear that the clerk and recorders are the only one that can uh, do pe- uh, add, remove uh, people from the rolls. And then the other one is uh, whether or not we can have uh, outside audits. And uh, that wasn't a rule that she put in that we challenged. And uh, so we're, we're still going moving forward with that. Um, as I understand it, uh, we've filed our uh, briefing on that. Uh, the Attorney General's office will, of course, have a, have a response. Uh, then we'll respond to the response, and then the judge will uh, make a ruling on that. But that's uh, pretty significant, uh, I think. Um, if we are able to uh, throw out that rule that says we can't have outside audits, um, and, and uh, it could be a, a big thing uh, that we were able to, to bring in experts in to evaluate our system. And evaluate the paper, evaluate all the mail-in ballots, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me ask you a question about mail-in ballots. Do you think that mail-in ballots are a significant way that even you could not have, even if it was a fully transparent system, you would not have control over who voted and who was a legitimate voter within the system? Well, there's some some issues and there's some safeguards uh, in place. Um, I know there's a real question about the voter rolls um, that people have. Uh, In fact, even the association um, has put out a paper that they would like to see a robust 
um, some way to audit the, the score system on the, that. And so I applaud the association for making that move. Um, we also, this past um, year, they had a, uh, this election. Uh, they had a pilot program with a few counties uh, to do an audit of the signature verification uh, process. And that is uh, that was initiated again by the association. Uh, no, no help from the uh, uh, secretary's office on that. That was uh, strictly the association. And so there are some things that we we recognize that need to be be looked at. Um, uh, for the most part, uh, when you look through a, a, a mail ballot and you're comparing the signatures, you can tell pretty quickly if it, it's a match or not. Um, you know, the question in Elbert County, we we have eyeballs, and that's what we use. Um, we're a small enough county that uh, we have uh, bipartisan teams that look at that. Um, the secretary's one of their, her new rules from last year uh, made it that the first pass through signature verification must only be done by one election judge, um, which I find problematic. Um, the association uh, will be putting forth that as one of their uh, legislative uh, priorities for this next law that, that we can at least have the opportunity if we want to have two election judges on that first pass to look at those uh, signatures. Uh, so there's some issues that we need to address, um, but for the most part, uh, what we're able to see coming through, uh, we can pretty much see a good match on the signature. Um, I know there's other questions that, that come up with that, um, but uh, from what our training is and what we have to, to work with, uh, well, I, I know the judges in Elbert County take it very seriously and do a good job. You know, I'm, I, with your county specifically, I'm not as worried about, I've seen some of the work that you've done and the, the safeguards that you take, but are there, are there, are your machines connected to the internet? Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, we whoa, whoa, we, whoa, we whoa. have, there's no way for us to know. Um, that's part of the, the, the reason that we have the drive, we've made the drives. Um, there's, you know, it, we know that they have wireless devices in them, um, but there's no way to check and see if those wireless devices have been activated. Now, this past uh, election in, in November of 21 uh, was the first time that, the, that we got direction from the Secretary of State's office uh, to go in and verify that the wireless devices were turned off. Um, and so we have that from uh, all of our devices, whether it's our touchscreen machines or the, 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 the server, whatever the case may be. Uh, to go in and, and, and certify and look at that. Uh, and then the next thing that they said in, in 21, uh, or for the 22 primary, was that we should go and check those several times throughout the election process. Now, I don't know what, what doing it several times uh, makes a difference uh, or not, uh, well, but that was the instructions. Well, hold on a second. So s to check them several times during the election, so that means that remotely they could be turned on or turned off? I guess that's what we're looking for. I don't. I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. If someone is smart enough to figure out how to use a wireless device to access a system, uh, they're probably smart enough to not leave a footprint. Um, but well, well, how about log files? I mean, if they the can log go in files, and, and execute uh, should something, be there. Um, and, well, maybe I, I misspoke. Not to leave a footprint, but to not leave the wireless device on. Right. Um, you know, if, if they're accessing it um, when they leave, they're going to shut it off. And so, us just making a a quick picture, a quick check every once in a while, uh, it'd be pretty remarkable if we were all of a sudden uh, saw that it was uh, accessed uh, remotely. And just to clarify, this uh, best security practices, did you get this before the 2020 election? Was it something that was, you know, recommended to you prior or simply afterwards? 
Uh, I don't know what the date on that uh, weekend brief would be. This is the one that just came out. So I don't know if you got this in 2022 that said make sure that democracy suite, the the internet Wi-Fi is turned off. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, is your your, uh, tabulators and everything plugged into a network? Yeah, it's a closed network. Um, So we have the server. Uh, We have... Closed meaning between a firewall? It's an intranet? Yeah, yeah. So it's okay. just they're just connected to each other. There's no no outside uh, connections. But it has Wi-Fi capability. That's what we've been told. Yes. So then John Polis, the CEO for Dominion, he lied when he said under oath that they are not able to be connected to the internet. I, I guess because what we've now been told it's pretty wide, widespread knowledge. Uh, last summer, uh, many people were saying yes, they acknowledge there were wireless devices uh, within so he lied. the within the system. So he lied. I mean, it's not. It's not really subjective. Either they are, or they aren't. <laughs> right. I mean, they grow horns and decide they're going to be a Wi-Fi enabled. And you know what? It was a baby at the time, and it had, it grew up <laughs> to get horns, and the horns became Wi-Fi in- antennas, and they were able to pick right. up signals and Correct. run with the signals through the street. <laughs> By the way, Dallas, I do like to have a good time on the podcast. That's so good. We will. You know, it's it's just a it's a requirement. That's good. Um. Because some of it's just ridiculous. I'm just going to say it. Nobody else wants to say it. It's just ridiculous. At the end of the day, do you want to be in these conflicts with the Secretary of State or other people in office? No. And uh, we've, we've tried to uh, work with them. Uh, we, we offered uh, several different options uh, for them to inspect the drives uh, individually. Um, and then the next day come back and we'd have the other one available. Um, I had the drives in different locations uh, just to for uh, protection. Um, and any any offer that we had uh, to try and work with the secretary's office uh, to look at these drives and see what was really going on uh, was met with a strong no. And uh, so uh, that's a little disappointing. Um, I would sure rather us work cooperatively uh, and show the the state of Colorado what's what's really there and what's really going on and and uh, once again, looking for that, that truth and transparency, good, bad, ugly, and different. That's what we need to be looking for. Uh, you've heard of UOCAVA, right? Yes. Okay. So there was a lot of irregularities in the UOCAVA voters, votes that came in in a lot of different places, one of which would be Douglas County in, in the numbers. I mean, it's, it's, it uses a different machine. Did you see any irregularities in the UOCAVA? By the way, that's the Uniform and Overseas Citizen Absentee Voting Act. Did you see any irregularities yeah, there? We have very, you? very few in Elbert County, uh, less than 200. Um, and so the, those uh, UOCAVA folks have options of uh, getting a, a physical ballot uh, mailed to them or uh, doing it through um, a secure portal uh, where they can return it electronically. Or you can just send an email, right? I mean, yeah, the other part yeah, is you can just send an email and say, Dear Dallas, I absolutely 100% would never vote for that guy, Basement Biden. Yeah. Thank you. Sincerely. Please put my vote in for President Donald J. Trump. Well, they still need to have a, have a ballot, but I know uh, I just, uh, <laughs> where it goes. <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny uh, because I, you know, the one thing that we want to make sure of is that everyone has their voice heard, which I don't believe happened in 2020. I do believe that they are perfecting this idea that they can create a non-transparent environment, and over time, it just gets smarter. And we're actually doing all the hard work for them so that they can shore up election fraud, but. Uh, in my opinion, not yours. You didn't say it. I did. Just so you know, Dallas did not say any of that for all you guys out there, right? He didn't say any of that. I said it. Come, come, to, come to my house, right? Swap me. Just kidding. 
Um, let's walk through if we can there, there's there's just a, we had a, we had the case that you had and John case was your attorney correct yes and he issued a um, statement so I want to I want to I want to read this statement if I can because John case is retired yes right well, he, he was came, he came out of retirement <laughs> we're keeping him busy yeah so he came out of retirement for a little bit um, kind of like uh, Apollo Creed you know, or Rocky Balboa came out for another fight, or Mike Tyson. John comes out for a little bit of a, a fight, and he says these things. And this is um, in relation to one of the court cases. The district court ordered Dallas Schroeder to comply with the Secretary of State's demand that Dallas deliver two external hard drives containing Dominion 5.11 software and records of the 2020 election. Dallas Schroeder complied. The, the Secretary of State directed Dallas Schroeder to deliver both external hard drives to her attorneys at the Office of the Colorado Attorney General. On May 4, 2022, Dallas Schroeder delivered to Senior Assistant Attorney General Leslie Schultz, I want to tell you I know her, um, the two external hard drives and other materials demanded by the Secretary of State. We are here because on August 26, 2021, Dallas Schroeder made a backup image of each hard drive in the Elbert County voting system the Secretary of State alleged that the image Dallas made were unauthorized. However, she refused to say what rule or law Dallas violated to make backup images of the voting system. In court on April 29, 2022, three assistant attorneys generals who represented the Secretary of State were asked to say what law Ms. Schroeder broke when, she, when he made a backup image of the voting system. They never answered the question. The truth is, Dallas violated, violated no law or election rule. He has a duty to preserve 2020 election records before the Secretary of State erased them when she installed new software. Dallas acted legally. Abraham Lincoln said elections belong to the people. Votes should be cast in secret, but counted in public. The people of Colorado are entitled to see if the computing voting systems that they pay for actually work. Forensic images on the two external hard drives were, will show whether or not the Dominion software used in 2020 complied with the requirements of federal and state statutes. The Secretary of State and the Attorney General argue that a forensic image should be kept secret because disclosure would expose vulnerabilities in the voting system. This contradicts their claim that the voting system cannot be hacked. Furthermore, the 2020 software has been replaced by new software, so there is no harm in disclosing the old software. The forensic image could be of immense historical value. I believe the only forensic image in the United States in all five hard drives used in a county voting system during the November 3rd, 2020 election. The forensic image are of two image cast central computers, one hard drive each, one adjudication computer hard drive, the electronic management computer, which had two hard drives inside that one computer. The voting system contained ballot images, not but no voter information. These are public records which the people of Colorado are entitled to see. The Secretary of State said that she is the chief election official and that the county clerks must obey her orders. You sound like a peasant there, Dallas. Thank I'm you. Sorry. I'm sorry to tell you that. I'm going to take your peasantry away and make you a lesser magistrate and give you a better term for yourself because that's what you've acted as. She forgets that the people own the voting system, not her. The people elected the Secretary of State to administer the voting system for their benefit. So she is not the chief election official. Why He, he didn't put that in there, by the way. I added that. 
Why did the Secretary of State and the Attorney General refuse to let the people see how votes were counted in 2020? What are they hiding? Someday, hopefully soon, a court will allow these questions to be answered. I thank Dallas, Dallas Schroeder for choosing me as his lawyer. People asked me if Dallas would disobey the Secretary of State and make a secret copy of the hard drives. Dallas refused to cheat. He said, if I did that, I would be no better than the person who leaked the Supreme Court opinion when a lawyer represents a man of integrity. Going to court isn't work, it is an honor. John Case. This man's pretty amazing, too. Yes. <sighs> um, you know, I have to bring this up because your image that you took of them went back to the Secretary of State. It reminds me of the Hunter Biden laptop. Now, unfortunately, or fortunately, the Hunter Biden laptop was turned over to the FBI. The FBI is the Federal Bureau of Investigations. Dallas, their job is to protect the interests of the people, are they not? Yes. Now, did they even say that the, the, that, that computer was real? Um, for, the, for the Hunter Biden one? Yeah, did you, do you remember them ever saying, do you recall this? Uh, I guess I haven't paid that close attention. Well, I'm going to tell you that they came out and said nothing to see here. And then the media parroted nothing to see here. Sure. But they had no idea that there was other images. In this case, you took images, and we would like to get to the bottom over what was in those images to compare them about against another case, which I'm not going to get into the, the semantics of whether or not Tina did what she should or should not have done. You know, I, I think that she has a duty to protect her people. She chose a different path than you did. But those images show that they violated election law. Those images show that there was secret databases. They also show something else. They show that the underlying operating system is Windows 2016. Is that the same one that, that runs the election software in your county? I would assume so. Um, I think Mesa County had the, the full system. We've got a, a smaller, uh, smaller system, but it uh, basically is the same. All right. Sorry, she's yelling at me right now. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online 
available to everyone across the entire country. Um, so the, there has also been SOS allegations, Secretary of State allegations, the personal identifiable information in the drives. Do you have anything to say about those allegations? Uh, yeah, that's uh, something I missed on Thursday. Um, that's really caused us some uh, consternation and uh, some pretty nasty uh, phone calls and emails. Um, the Secretary's uh, press releases, and one of the reasons that they say that we uh, shouldn't have made the image is that there might be uh, personal identifiable information uh, on the ballot images that are contained within those those drives. Um, and that's, um, it's, it's just very improbable that they're there. Uh, what we do in Elbert County um, is when our judges open up the and disassemble our envelopes and our from our ballots, uh, we have them take a look at the the ballot and make sure that there's no no uh, PI on there uh, that someone hasn't uh, written on there. In fact, we go so far that if um, they see my name on there for clerk and recorder and they've written uh, this guy's a jerk on it, um, we go ahead and we uh, duplicate those ballots. The the judges do that. Um, and so anything that could be identifiable uh, when the judges open that, we duplicate. And on top of that, if there is anything that's identifiable in there, um, it's because the voter put it there. It wasn't anything that we did. Now, because of some of the uh, way the press releases were, were written, um, they certainly uh, insinuated that I had released uh, PII. And we have, of course, just like everybody else, uh, uh, Joe, you have a fan club. Uh, I have a fan club in uh, Elbert County as well. And uh, they've put out all over the, uh, the Internet that I released uh, Social Security numbers and driver's license numbers and all kinds of, of stuff that simply is not, not true. Um, that's not what it does. If you understand the system, which uh, these folks should, they're uh, involved in the elections process. Uh, the score system of where we, we scan uh, ballots in and, and verify them is completely different than the Dominion system that uh, uh, does the votes. And so uh, it's, it's just ludicrous that they would put that out, uh, but they did, and people believed them, and uh, we, we received some, some negative uh, <laughs> response from that. You've been through a lot. As someone that's been through a lot, you, you're the peace that you have I appreciate but I also appreciate the courage and the stamina because you know, you're standing up to people who are lying and it's hard anybody who has a conscience by the way who stands up for the right thing and for the right reasons understand that the hits will come you just have to trust in who you are and what you're the fruit of your life is actually born so I do definitely appreciate you standing in the gap and doing the things that are necessary there's a book the doctrine of lesser magistrates you know that book I've, I've seen it. I've not read it. I am going to make sure you read it. I'm going to bug you every day until you read it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but it talks about lesser magistrates standing up in the, in, the, in the eyes of tyranny, right? It's a proper resistance to tyranny and a repudi repudiation of unlimited obedience to civil government. Um, it's written by Matthew Chuella. It's a great book. And, uh, but it talks about the courage that you have to have because it, it does require sacrifice. Um, are you running for um, county clerk again? Uh, I am not. I am turned out as county clerk recorder. So who's coming up behind you? Uh, my elections manager, Rhonda Braun, uh, is okay. unopposed uh, in the election in November. You're, she's unopposed. Good. Yep. And she was your right hand, correct? Yep. Rhonda's been with me to every step. She's done great. Pretty amazing. Well, I'm going to give you the final. I'm going to give you the final word. And then, um, are you going to run for another office? You need to. Uh, I'm also running for county commissioner and opposed, so I'm sticking around. All right. See? 
I'm glad you're. I, I, we need to keep you. We need to keep you in, involved in the in the process. I'm sure that most people in Elbert County support you. Um, you know, obviously those little uh, lefty loonies get out there and try to do Jenna Griswold's work of being a, the henchman. My words, not Dallas's. Just so we're clear. Yeah. No, we've. I've. Right, sure. Uh, the, the whole election office has experienced great support from Elbert County. Um, following with. Um, I can't go anywhere, hardly in the county, uh, shopping without someone coming up and, and saying they appreciate uh, what we're doing. Um, so that, that's been uh, terrific uh, to have that support in the county. Uh, before we go, I want to play this video. It's a minute and 52 seconds. Um, came in from Real American News. Um, I put it on my Telegram channel. Mr. Producer, if you can grab that, it's for me. I'm going to give you the final word, then we're going to talk about this, then we're going to pitch um, the support that we'd like to you to give to Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Um, because I think when you hear this minute and 52 seconds, you'll understand exactly what I'm saying. But uh, are we ready for that, Mr. Producer? Okay, one second. Dallas, you have, wait, hold on. Dallas, you have you have final word. Okay, well, I sure appreciate you letting me come on. Uh, we've been pretty silent in Elbert County elections uh, through all this, um, just as under advice from attorney, and uh, finally have the opportunity to, to go out and tell people what really happened and uh, why we did it and what we did and to show that uh, we did nothing wrong. And in fact, we did what we should be doing all along. And uh, so I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um, it's it's a, a fight that's worth having. Um, you talked about, uh, you know, kind of sticking your neck out sometimes and it, you get some get some arrows, get uh, some punches thrown your way, uh, but that's okay. I have a, uh, a plaque in my office. Uh, it's of two uh, buck deers that are uh, having a little a tussle there. And uh, what it says is avoid confrontation when you can but embrace it when you can't. And uh, that's what uh, I've, I've taken. Uh, there's obviously was a confrontation that wasn't gonna go away. Uh, and so I've embraced it and uh, we'll continue to, to work on transparency and, and truth in elections as long as I'm, as long as I'm there. Awesome, well, I, we definitely appreciate all the work that you did. Mr. Producer, let's play this minute and 52 seconds. Um, I think you guys are all gonna wanna hear this. 100% of all the election data being tracked in the 2020 presidential. The CIA was using the software the entire time, and unbeknownst to the CIA, Montgomery was tracking them. Well, you've been looking into this. Uh, what do you think this all means? Well, I, I think the, the first thing you have to do is take a quick step back and take a look at Mr. Montgomery, because he is an individual who has opened himself up to uh, quite a bit of speculation and quite a bit of investigation. Um, he did have governmental contracts and, and involvement with DOJ and the CIA to produce software for them. But much of that software was questioned as to the veracity um, or its ability to achieve the goal that, that it set forth. Now, having said that, the software, it has been shown that this software has been used in other countries. In fact, in Venezuela it was used. And that uh, there is a built-in capability for the owner of the software to be able to track who's using it, how they're using it, and to what extent. Now, as of yesterday, Mike Lindell claims that he owns this software. And of course, with that comes all the data uh, that would have been collected by watching other individuals use this software as well. If that is true, and if that can be verified, and if that can be put out to the American people, it is a checkmate. There would be nowhere else to go, and it might be the first domino to fall in a real effort to decertify. That remains to be seen, but I am ever hopeful that with the case with most of what Mr. Lindell has brought forward, 
uh, might bear out to be to be factual than true. We should know very soon. There you go. That's hammer and scorecard. I do believe is what they're referring to in the PCAPs that people have been uh, saying may or may not be real. I will tell you that Jeff O'Donnell talked about that as well, and that's the ability to manipulate upstream and downstream all of the election results as they're aggregated up at a national state and local level so something to keep our eyes on so dallas this is where we pray but i got to do something really quick before we pray and i got to go through the facts blast that we have and again that we went through this this morning it's really important that we demand for remedy that congress this explosive state cyber elections contracts reveal the scope of the problem and um, the problem is CISA. So Congress must immediately ban the use of electronic voting equipment and systems, complete a comprehensive investigation into the federalization of elections via third-party contracts for critical infrastructure, and deliver justice to the American people for all stolen elections, no matter what, who it implicates. In addition to today's letter to Congress below, Maris issued a call to action for everyone to get their objection to this on the record locally and in their state. Today we are asking that you take your daily action up a step further and send both the facts to Congress as well as Mara's message to your county and state leadership, specifically county judge, election board, or excuse me, county election board, and department of state. Guys, I can't send it for you. We got a lot of members. You got to do something. Go to conservative-daily.com, send that fax, check into it, and make sure that you become a member of the community. You're a part of the family. And this is the family where we get to stand in as become the lesser magistrates. So let's pray for you, Dallas. Father God, thank you for Dallas. Thank you for his family for supporting him. Thank you for his commitment and service to his community. Thank you for his heart. Thank you, Father, for for reaching his heart back in 1984. Thank you for the stamina that he's shown. Thank you for the grace for those people that don't agree with him. And thank you for his leadership, his commitment, and quite frankly, his ability to submit when necessary and honor those things in our, in our structure, in our apparatus as a, as a country that should be honorable. Father, I would ask you to bless Dallas and his family, bless him in his new role as a county commissioner, bless his children and his wife, they can stand next to them and have safety, security, health, bless his family that they can have peace and joy. And Father, I would just ask you to, to bless the attorney that represents Dallas, John Case. They have shown an immense amount of courage and restraint, Father, in the face of people lying about Dallas, lying about John, lying about the people that work inside of Elbert County, when the only thing that we want as people is truth. We want restoration. We want to be able to hold our county and state and national representatives and leaders accountable. We want them to represent our interests. Father, I would just ask you that you, you stay on the hearts and minds of those people that are serving. Convict them to do what is right and to stand against the evil which seems to be covering up our society. Father, please bless us that we can stand together and unite. Help us to set aside petty differences and help us to uh, be more gracious with those people who are heading in the same direction and less critical of small things that may divide us. 
and small things that people turn into big things. I would just ask you to reveal to people that they are, in fact, just small things. Help us to be considerate, kind to each other while recognizing that right now we're in the fight. So, Father, help us to be the tools for you. I ask for all of these things, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I really appreciate that, Joe. I appreciate you. I appreciate the what you've done and the example you've shown. I mean, y- you make me want to be a little softer, and I don't want to be soft. <laughs> Not soft being you're soft, but soft meaning <sighs> kinder, gentler Joe. No, I want to get him. No, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm actually been able to get a lot of joy out of this in the middle middle of all this, and also recognize that sometimes, you know, you you can't. Not everything is a nail, mm-hmm. and you're not always a hammer. Hard realization. But true. But true. All right. God bless you all. I will see you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., and I'm on uh, RT News again tonight talking about a bunch of interesting things that are coming out of every other country that we don't get to talk about on the mainstream media here. So if you want to join me at RT News, I think I'm on at 7 o'clock tonight mountain time um i'll see you then god bless you all if you want to watch conservative daily podcast we go live monday through friday at 10 a.m mountain time and 4 p.m mountain time you can find us live at conservative-daily.com on rumble on frank's beach where we go live on lindell tv2 at those same times on d live and now on odyssey You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the daily fax blasts, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.